Buonasera! My name is Marcello. I am a tour leader with Explore. Ciao! Come, follow me. Behind this 200 year old gate is the best view of one of Rome's finest fountains. Ah, oh, bellissima! Look at the Renaissance detail, the sunlight in the bronze! Not everyone knows about Turtle Fountain, but you will if you explore. Search explore.co.uk and don't just travel, explore. Hey there, and welcome to my Saturday mini-sode. I know that weekends can often be quite difficult when you're single and you don't have kids. So I wanted to do a very short episode every Saturday morning, just so that you can listen to someone first thing on a Saturday who totally gets it, who totally has your back, and who knows that weekends can still be awesome, even more so, when you're on your own. I'm gonna be talking about all sorts of things from my general wonderings to my words of wisdom about life. Take the word wisdom with a huge pinch of salt to stuff that I'm currently obsessed with, whether that be books or music or podcasts. Whatever it is, I really hope that you guys will enjoy it. So, without further ado, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to my Saturday mini-sode. So I did a mini-sode a while back where I talked about stoicism, which is something I've been getting quite into over the last couple of years. And it's because of a guy called Ryan Holiday, who I can't even remember how I discovered him. But anyway, I follow him on Instagram and I've read a couple of his books. And I'm reading another one of his books at the moment, The Daily Stoic, as well as a book called Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, as in the Roman emperor, who is known as one of the main proponents of stoicism. And Ryan Holiday talks a lot about meditations, uh, you know, in his podcast, on Instagram. um, And meditations is actually the journals of Marcus Aurelius that he didn't necessarily intend for anyone else to read. But anyway, so... The Daily Stoic is a book by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman, and it's designed so that you read one page per day, which is what I've been doing. And it literally starts on January the 1st and goes through to December the 31st. And funnily enough, it also includes the 29th of February and 2024 is actually a leap year. So there you go. And each day's entry, if you like, is taken from the greatest writings of the three main figures of late Stoicism, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca and Epictetus. So Marcus Aurelius was obviously a Roman emperor. Seneca was a famous playwright and political leader. And Epictetus was a former slave turned influential lecturer and friend of another emperor, Hadrian. I know absolutely nothing about these guys, except for a little bit about Marcus Aurelius, because I'm reading Meditations. Um, And the only thing I know about the other two is what I've read so far in The Daily Stoic, which is obviously an insight into their lives and their thoughts. So for those of you who don't know anything about Stoicism, it is a philosophy designed to make us more resilient, happier, more virtuous and more wise and subsequently better people. And I find that a lot of it ties in with how I tend to try and live my life, not least because as Ryan Holiday himself says, and I quote, the essential idea of stoicism in my interpretation is 
You don't control the world around you. You control how you respond, close quote. So I think this is definitely part of why so much of this philosophy really resonates with me personally. And I find so many of the stoic messages really useful um, and I, th- I find that it kind of gives you really good tools to sort of live by to, you know, to a greater or lesser extent. So another quote that kind of sums up the essence of Stoicism is from Epictetus, the former slave, who I mentioned just now, who said this, the chief task of the philosopher is to determine what's up to us and what's not up to us. And also to the Stoics, pretty much everything in life was an opportunity to respond to what they referred to as the four virtues, which are courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom. So courage meaning bravery and fortitude, temperance meaning self-discipline, justice meaning honesty, fairness, that kind of thing, and wisdom meaning like education throughout the sort of journey of your life. Basically, everything in life gets to be an opportunity to practice one of those four main virtues of Stoicism. It's it's also important to point out that the philosophy of Stoicism, with a capital S, is not the same as the word Stoicism. The meaning of the word Stoic or Stoicism kind of conjures up these images of someone who is, you know, very unemotional and very serious and all of that. But I think that the philosophy is very, very different. Um, And I also want to point out that it's not as if I live my life bound by the principles of Stoicism. It's simply that I find some of it really interesting and really useful and a good guide in terms of how to show up in life, basically. Now, in the book, The Daily Stoic, Each page consists of a passage from Marcus Aurelius or Seneca or Epictetus and then a kind of modern day explanation from Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman. So what I'm going to do is read out just a few of my favourite bits so far from the Daily Stoic, chosen from the first 47 days of this year because I'm recording this at the last frickin' minute. Um, On the 16th of February, it goes out on the 17th. And the 16th of February is the 47th day of the year. So yeah, I hope that you might find something interesting in here. So the first one is actually, in fact, the first few are the first few days of January, but the very first one, the heading is Control and Choice, and it's from Epictetus's Discourses, and he says this, the chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself which are externals not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not to uncontrollable externals, but within myself to the choices that are my own. So that was the actual passage from Epictetus, and I'm now going to read out the explanation. So it says, The single most important practice in Stoic philosophy is differentiating between what we can change and what we can't, what we have influence over and what we do not. A flight is delayed because of weather. No amount of yelling at an airline representative will end a storm. No amount of wishing will make you taller or shorter or born in a different country. No matter how hard you try, you can't make someone like you. And on top of that, time spent hurling yourself at these immovable objects is time not spent on the things we can change. 
The recovery community practices something called the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Addicts cannot change the abuse suffered in childhood. They cannot undo the choices they have made or the hurt they have caused. But they can change the future through the power they have in the present moment. As Epictetus said, they can control the choices they make right now. The same is true for us today. If we can focus on making clear what parts of our day are within our control and what parts are not, we will not only be happier, we will have a distinct advantage over other people who fail to realise that they are fighting an unwinnable battle. I just love this. It's just, it's so simple, but it's so true. Anyway, that is the very first one I'm going to read out. So now I'm going to flick the page to January the 2nd. I've circled the ones that I'm going to read out. Don't worry, there's only about five of them. So January the 2nd, the heading is Education is Freedom. And this is also from Epictetus's Discourses. And I quote, What is the fruit of these teachings? Only the most beautiful and proper harvest of the truly educated, tranquility, fearlessness and freedom. We should not trust the masses who say only the free can be educated, but rather the lovers of wisdom who say that only the educated are free. And then this is the little explanation. Why did you pick up this book? Why pick up any book? Not to seem smarter, not to pass time on the plane, not to hear what you want to hear. There are plenty of easier choices than reading. No, you picked up this book because you are learning how to live, because you want to be freer, fear less, and achieve a state of peace. Education, reading and meditating on the wisdom of great minds, is not to be done for its own sake. It has a purpose. Remember that imperative on the days you start to feel distracted, when watching television or having a snack seems like a better use of your time than reading or studying philosophy. Knowledge, self-knowledge in particular, is freedom. Hmm, so there you go. Okay, the next one is actually the next day, January the 3rd. Uh, The title is Be Ruthless to the Things That Don't Matter. And this is from Seneca. Quote, How many have laid waste to your life when you weren't aware of what you were losing? How much was wasted in pointless grief, foolish joy, greedy desire and social amusements? How little of your own was left to you? You will realise you are dying before your time. That's the Seneca quote. And then the explanation is, one of the hardest things to do in life is to say no to invitations, to requests, to obligations, to the stuff that everyone else is doing. Even harder is saying no to certain time-consuming emotions, anger, excitement, distraction, obsession, lust. None of these impulses feels like a big deal by itself, but run amok, they become a commitment like anything else. If you're not careful, these are precisely the impositions that will overwhelm and consume your life. Do you ever wonder how you can get some of your time back, how you can feel less busy? Start by learning the power of no, as in no, thank you, and no, I'm not going to get caught up in that, and no, I just can't right now. It may hurt some feelings, it may turn people off, it may take some hard work, 
But the more you say no to the things that don't matter, the more you can say yes to the things that do. This will let you live and enjoy your life, the life that you want. I bloody love this. You'll probably already know that because I've talked about saying no quite a few times on the podcast. But yes, I just love that. Right, what's next? Oh yeah, so the next one is from January the 5th. It's called Clarify Your Intentions. And this is another one from Seneca. Quote, Let all your efforts be directed to something. Let it keep that end in view. It's not activity that disturbs people, but false conceptions of things that drive them mad. End quote. And then this is the interpretation. Law 29 of the 48 laws of power is plan all the way to the end. Robert Greene writes, because he wrote the 48 laws of power, Robert Greene writes, by planning to the end, you will not be overwhelmed by circumstances and you will know when to stop. Gently guide fortune and help determine the future by thinking far ahead. The second habit in the seven habits of highly effective people is begin with an end in mind. Having an end in mind is no guarantee that you'll reach it. No stoic would tolerate that assumption. But not having an end in mind is a guarantee you won't. To the Stoics, false conceptions are responsible not just for disturbances in the soul, but for chaotic and dysfunctional lives and operations. When your efforts are not directed at a cause or a purpose, how will you know what to do day in and day out? How will you know what to say no to and what to say yes to? How will you know when you've had enough, when you've reached your goal, when you've got off track, if you've never defined what those things are? The answer is that you cannot, and so you are driven into failure, or worse, into madness by the oblivion of directionlessness. Directionlessness. So I really like that one because it speaks to the idea of living an intentional life, which actually is something I did a minisode, I think it was only a few weeks ago. Um, Yeah, it speaks to the idea of living with intention, knowing where we're going, having a goal, having a plan, having direction. It's so bloody important. Okay, so that's that one. Okay, the next one is from January the 15th and it's called Peace is in Staying the Course. Quote, this is from Seneca too, quote, Tranquility can't be grasped except by those who have reached an unwavering and firm power of judgment. The rest constantly fall and rise in their decisions, wavering in a state of alternately rejecting and accepting things. What is the cause of this back and forth? It's because nothing is clear and they rely on the most uncertain guide, common opinion. Close quote. So here's the interpretation. In Seneca's essay on tranquility, he uses the Greek word euthymia, I think that's how you say it, which he defines as believing in yourself and trusting that you are on the right path and not being in doubt by following the myriad footpaths of those wandering in every direction. It is this state of mind, he says, that produces tranquility. 
Clarity of vision allows us to have this belief. That's not to say we're always going to be 100% certain of everything, or that we even should be. Rather, it's that we can rest assured we're heading generally in the right direction, that we don't need to constantly compare ourselves with other people or change our mind every three seconds based on new information. Instead, tranquility and peace are found in identifying our path and sticking to it. Staying the course, making adjustments here and there naturally, but ignoring the distracting sirens who beckon us to turn towards the rocks. It's so true, isn't it? It's, I love this one. You just got to stay, you just got to put those blinkers on and follow your own path and not be influenced by all of the noise around you. Um, at least that's what I think. Anywho, moving on to the next one. Okay, so this next one is from January the 20th. It's called Reignite Your Thoughts. And it's from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Quote, Your principles can't be extinguished unless you snuff out the thoughts that feed them. For it's continually in your power to reignite new ones. It's possible to start living again. See things anew as you once did. That is how to restart life. Close quote. So here's a little blurb afterwards. Have you had a bad couple of weeks? Have you been drifting away from the principles and beliefs that you hold dear? It's perfectly fine. It happens to all of us. In fact, it probably happened to Marcus. That may be why he scribbled this note to himself. Perhaps he'd been dealing with difficult senators or having difficulties with his troubled son. Perhaps in these scenarios he'd lost his temper, became depressed or stopped checking in with himself. Who wouldn't? But the reminder here is that no matter what happens, no matter how disappointing our behaviour has been in the past, the principles themselves remain unchanged. We can return and embrace them at any moment. What happened yesterday, what happened five minutes ago, is the past. We can reignite and restart whenever we like. Why not do it right now? I like that one too. Okay. I'm moving on now to February, and the first one I'm going to read out from February is from February the 2nd. The title is A Proper Frame of Mind, and this is again from Meditations. Quote, frame your thoughts like this. You are an old person. You won't let yourself be enslaved by this any longer, no longer pulled like a puppet by every impulse, and you'll stop complaining about your present fortune or dreading the future. Remember, by the way, that Meditations is literally Marcus Aurelius' journal. So this is just him writing his own thoughts down about himself and his life. Um, so this is, this is Ryan Holiday's uh, interpretation. We resent the person who comes in and tries to boss us around. Don't tell me how to dress, how to think, how to do my job, how to live. This is because we are independent, self-sufficient people. Or at least that's what we tell ourselves. Yet, if someone says something we disagree with, something inside us tells us we have to argue with them. If there's a plate of cookies in front of us, we have to eat them. If someone does something we dislike, we have to get mad about it. When something bad happens, we have to be sad, depressed or worried. But if something good happens a few minutes later, all of a sudden we're happy, excited and want more. 
We would never let another person jerk us around the way we let our impulses do. It's time we start seeing it that way, that we're not puppets that can be made to dance this way or that way just because we feel like it. We should be the ones in control, not our emotions, because we are independent, self-sufficient people. So there you go. Easier said than done, perhaps. Um, Okay, the final one I'm going to read out is from February the 4th, and the title is On Being Invincible. And this is from Epictetus again. Quote, Who then is invincible? The one who cannot be upset by anything outside their reasoned choice. Close quotes. So here's the little blurb. Have you ever watched a seasoned pro handle the media? No question is too tough. No tone too pointed or insulting. They parry every blow with humour, poise and patience. Even when stung or provoked, they choose not to flinch or react. They're able to do this not only because of training and experience, but because they understand that reacting emotionally will only make the situation worse. The media is waiting for them to slip up or get upset. So to successfully navigate press events, they have internalised the importance of keeping themselves under calm control. It's unlikely you'll face a horde of probing reporters bombarding you with insensitive questions today. But it might be helpful, whatever stresses or frustrations or overload that do come your way, to picture that image and use it as your model for dealing with them. Our reasoned choice is a kind of invincibility that we can cultivate. We can shrug off hostile attacks and breeze through pressure or problems. And like our model, when we finish, we can point back into the crowd and say, next. So there you go. Those are just a few little bits from the Daily Stoic, which I highly recommend getting. And what's so cool is that it is literally like a page a day and half of them aren't even full pages. So it's really easy just to pick it up every morning or every evening and just read that days. So yeah, I know this is a bit of a random episode. Well, they're all pretty bloody random to be fair, but I hope that you learned something perhaps or that you found something useful or interesting. Um, Have a fabulous weekend and remember that you are awesome. Bye.